Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Okay, you are at episode four, which hopefully means the opportunist is speaking to you in some way. The biggest thing that helps our show is ratings and reviews and Apple Podcasts. It's how a lot of people find out about podcasts. So if you like the show, we would love your help. Can you take one minute out of your day, go to Apple Podcasts on your phone, and leave a rating and review for The Opportunist? It really does help. And thank you so much for listening. This episode contains disturbing content. Listener discretion advised. Every episode of Sherry Talk Radio begins with a song. A very surprising song. Yes, this is the song. The first time I heard it, I thought it was a mistake, but no, no mistake. And it's catchy. Until you get to this part. The confusion of, of masculine and feminine roles, all portrayal, portrayal of sexual perversion, including homosexuality and lesbianism, sympathy, forsake. Every Sherry Talk Radio starts with four and a half minutes of this very catchy, very homophobic and transphobic jam. What do you even do with that? I've heard this song now so many times, more times than I can count. It gets stuck in my head. And I hate that I think it's catchy because the content is really offensive. But that's kind of how I feel about Sherry Schreiner. Very problematic, and yet I cannot look away. Sherry had a certain kind of appeal. It wasn't televangelist appeal. It wasn't classic cult leader appeal. She didn't have that Jim Jones charisma. She didn't have the ability to captivate a crowd like Marshall Herf Applewhite and Bonnie Nettles did. She was kind of awkward, and oftentimes she sounded bored during her radio show. Like, she was talking about the end of the world with the same enthusiasm that she might talk about a mediocre plate of spaghetti. Like, it's fine, it's calories, but it's nothing to write home about. So, you know, I'm going to keep on uh, into the codes, but... uh, Watch out for the pestilences coming, famines, earthquakes, the roaring of the seas. A lot of people found Sherry's message to be kind of off-putting, too extreme, just strange. But Sherry didn't need everyone to be part of her ministry. She only needed some. As long as the people that followed her would stick around. Sherry was appealing to people who felt cheated out of something, who felt like outcasts, who were downtrodden. For one, she talked about how the American dream was a myth. There's nothing to do with going to college or working hard. That's the, that's the lie they sell the American people. Go to school, dream big, work hard. That gets you nowhere if you're not in their bloodline. Her message to the Oregon Warriors was, it's not your fault. There's nothing you could do to become wealthy because... The satanic New World Order, they're the ones in charge of handing out the jobs. 
Because if you're not, their bloodline, you're going to have a dream of getting rich in this country. Because if you get rich and you're not one of theirs, they'll take it all away from you. That's how they are. So the A-list celebrities are all reptiles because they've all sold their soul to Satan. They've all been soul scalped, replaced. She took real fears that people have, like being left behind economically by our changing world, which is a legitimate fear that a lot of people have. And she focused those fears. This is what she said about vaccines. But they use them as bio-warfare tactics against people. Keep the population down. Make sure you're dead before you can retire so you're not draining the government to get back the Social Security you spent your entire life paying into. They don't even want you reaching Social Security age. And in America right now, you probably aren't going to. Sherry's income depended on orgone, and orgone was there for protection. So if people were going to buy the orgone, they needed to think that there were threats all around them, that they were in constant danger from the New World Order. They also needed to believe that Sherry Schreiner was doing something about it. She was out there actively putting her life in danger to help them. Uh, But you can send crystals. I need one-inch and two-inch clear crystals. I need copper wire. I need funding. You can send it to Sherry Schreiner, P.O. Box Carrollton, Ohio, 44615. Huge bases I'm targeting right now. Space portals, everything else. I mean, if you wanted a movie, you could get it all instead of this mission. Covering everything, I need your support. Until next week, everybody. God bless. I've been exchanging Facebook messages with an Oregon warrior, and he's willing to talk to me. But when I asked him to do a phone interview, he said, Honestly, I don't know when I would have the time to do that. I have three jobs and a family to take care of with two autistic children. Another Oregon warrior I've been messaging with refused an interview because she had a stroke last year. You won't be able to understand my voice, she told me. She is 77 years old and partially physically disabled. For her, it's not about being too busy. It's about filling time. Interacting with the Oregon Warriors on Facebook gives her something to do, a reason to get up in the morning. Sherry addressed the pain and suffering that people were going through, economic hardship, addiction, abuse. And then she gave them a clear, concise reason for their suffering, an enemy to blame. It was the work of the alien reptilian New World Order. She also gave them a perceived power to do something about it. Become an Oregon warrior and fight against the evil powers that are holding you down. Join the revolution, if you will. But first, before anyone could join Sherry, they had to know about her. They needed to know who she was. Sherry had to find the people who would become her followers. And that was not an easy task. From Cast Media, this is The Opportunist, a podcast about regular people who turn sinister simply by embracing opportunity. This is episode four in our series on Sherry Schreiner. I'm Hannah Smith. In the early days of Sherry's ministry, she was actively trying to recruit followers, but it was a crowded marketplace. 
There were already plenty of people predicting the end of the world, plenty more calling themselves prophets. So Sherry had to work her way up, network, if you will, with people who were already successful in the ministry game. She also needed something to stand out from the crowd, like something unique, something that was just hers. And that ended up being her use of orgone. She pitched it like you would a new gadget. It's a time saver, she said. Tired of praying day in and day out? Try orgone, the easier way to keep the devil at bay. Place it in your house and have protection all day long. But Sherry wasn't the only one promoting the power of orgone. It's likely that she heard about it through a man named Don Croft. He founded a collective of people who called themselves etheric warriors. People dedicated to making and distributing orgone, and they called it gifting orgone. Sherry reached out to Don Croft, actually, in the early 2000s. She wanted to join forces with him. He declined. Sherry took the idea of orgone, and she rebranded it for her own purposes. And instead of calling it a gift, like the Don Croft crowd, she pitched it as a weapon and called the people who use it orgone warriors. And then she discredited Don Croft's orgone as less effective than her own. Now you can make DOE orgone, dead orgone energy, which the Don Croft crowd is famous for. And so it's a, it's a typical government troll idea. They don't want people becoming orgone warriors. It's the only thing that's been working against them, that's been effective. She also made it clear that it mattered who made the orgone, that when you made it, your energy went into it. Therefore, orgone made by Sherry, the daughter of the Most High God, was especially blessed and powerful. So if you really needed powerful orgone, you better buy it directly from her. Because of all the orgone that's being made by people around the world, our strand is the most effective. Our strand is the one that destroys them. Our orgone is the very breath of God. That's why it destroys them. And that's why nobody else's orgone is going to. Because they're not making the Father's breath, his orgone. They're making their own creations. I, you know, people ask me all the time, can I add this? Can I add that? I put this in my orgone. I put that in my orgone. Then you're not making the Lord's orgone. Although orgone definitely made Sherry stand out from other Christian leaders, it also made her controversial. She called me direct and uh, was really talking with me a lot. Um, gosh, it would have been probably about 10 years ago, maybe. She was um, she was really wanting my group. I had a group uh, in Reading that I used to meet. Pearl Sapp describes herself as a reluctant prophetess and a rabbitson which is a word that means wife of a rabbi, but Pearl uses it in a different way. She basically calls herself a rabbi. The whole thing is kind of confusing, especially since Pearl's not Jewish. There is an Old Testament Christian movement that embraces the traditions listed in the Old Testament. They do things like keep kosher and worship on Saturdays instead of Sundays and use Hebrew words for God. And Pearl was involved with this organization called Prophecy Club. The Prophecy Club website states, We exist to warn the world that we are in the last days spoken of in the Bible. It was created by Stan and Leslie Johnson in the 1990s. What started as a radio ministry grew into these monthly meetings. They were held in cities across the U.S., and at its peak, they had about 5,000 attendees per meeting. 
Pearl Sapp spoke at these conferences. Sherry Schreiner wanted to speak at these conferences to make a name for herself in the Prophecy Club crowd, but it didn't work out that way. I just felt she was extremely controlling. Just, uh, um, she, she used, oh, well, she'd had a prophecy about this. She'd had a prophecy about that. And she had this, you know. She used her supposed prophecies to hook people and control them to where, you know, they couldn't basically live their own life without asking her. Sherry mentioned Prophecy Club on her radio show in 2014. She was talking about people who were actually CIA droids, and she said, you'll see a lot of them today in Prophecy Club. And then she added, I was invited to join the Prophecy Club two years ago, and the father said no. It was a convenient and predictable response. Anytime someone annoyed, angered, or rejected Sherry, she claimed they were reptilians, aliens, droids, vampires, etc. And, um, you know, it's kind of like if you were going to be sucked in by her, uh, then you're going to have to listen to everything she says and do what she tells you. Or she, she will, you know, brand you as being um, less than righteous. I found her to be extremely controlling, very cultish. Pearl and Sherry ran in the same circles for a few years. Pearl mentioned a few other prophets who Sherry attempted to join forces with, but ultimately, everyone thought Sherry was too controlling and that her views were a little too extreme, especially the alien stuff. Sherry was nothing if not persistent. She put in the work. She hardly ever missed putting out a radio show. She ran and maintained her own operation, all her websites. Sherry met roadblock after roadblock, but she kept plowing forward, determined to gain followers and build a name for herself, no matter the cost. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. When you go on holiday, there is no finer achievement than doing absolutely nothing. Nothing on the beach, nothing by the pool. Walking kind of nowhere and chatting about nothing. As an Expedia member, you can save up to 30% when you add a hotel to your flight. So you can have a bit more money to go out there with great ambition to do absolutely nothing. Expedia. 
Made to travel. As Sherry attempted to expand her reach and grow her audience, she had a kind of umbrella tactic. Her ideas overlapped with a lot of different groups. She had similarities with conspiracy theorists, and then she had some things in common with Old Testament Christians, like Pearl Sapp. But there's another group that actually feels like it should have been a perfect fit for Sherry, a place where she could find people after her own heart. I'm talking about an extreme sect of Christianity known as the Christian Truthers. You know, this whole battle, this whole thing with the New World Order and all their little Luciferian agendas and poisoning our air and poisoning our water, taking our children from us and our homes and using them for sacrifices and child porn and, you know, all of that stuff is afraid of the blood of Jesus, and all of that must bow to the name of Jesus. And really, that's the answer. This is Lisa Brumfield, but she goes by Liberty Lisa, and she had a radio show called The Truth Train with Liberty Lisa. And she is a Christian truther. I have interviewed many different people and talk about different subjects, mostly uh, natural cures, um, kind of hidden truths, um, things that were not told, and uh, things that uh, put us in danger that we need to be aware of. And um, can you tell me about how you got involved with Sherry Schreiner? So at that time in my life, I was kind of interested in what was going on. I noticed that there seemed to be a link with the Hollywood Um, elite basically being involved with pedophilia, which we're actually seeing proof of coming out now. But um, at the time, years ago, um, I believe that to be true just based on uh, inferences that came across Sherry Schreiner's site. At the time, I saw some new information on there that I hadn't heard of. What kind of information? Like she was saying at these parties, they actually drink each other's urine and eat feces and do all kinds of things. And I thought, well, how did she get this information? That's pretty detailed information. And then she had some really strange things on her website too. So I wrote to her and I said, okay, look, I don't believe in everything that you believe in, but I find what you're saying intriguing and I'd like to learn more. Would you come on my show? And that's how it started. Sherry accepted the invitation to be on the truth train with Liberty Lisa. This was in 2016. And I have a special guest tonight, Sherry Schreiner. Hi, Sherry. How are you? Hi, hi. I'm good. How are you? Good, good. At first, Sherry and Liberty Lisa got along famously. They bonded over shared experience of feeling spiritually attacked as children. What drew me in the most on, on your website is you had shared a story about how when you were a little girl and you saw the presence of like a dark... Uh, spiritual entity in your room, and um, I experienced the same exact thing. Everybody laughs at you when you're little, and you say there's monsters in your room, and people laugh. They think it's fiction. They think it's funny. But these things are very real, and they like to hide in your corners. They both agreed that there is a new world order, that the government is not to be trusted, that no one gets a TV deal in Hollywood without signing their soul over to the devil, that tattoos and piercings are invitations for demonic attacks. Yeah, well, you know, they attach themselves to tattoos. It's a blood covenant, and this is something I've been studying recently. They seem like a match made in truth or heaven. 
They both express distrust for medical institutions. If you took a, 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 a chip implant reader, one of those electrical readers, you know how people check themselves for chip implants? Every person I've ever come across yeah. has a chip in their belly button. From the time they cut your umbilical cord. Really? Cords, yeah, every person I've ever done has one at their belly button. Really? Yeah. And when you're born, they, they tell you that they need to take drops of blood. They tell you they need a PKU test. And they take five drops of blood of every infant and put it on a piece of card and they send it into the lab. They only need two of those five drops for PKU. Where do the other three go? They target you from yeah, the I time know. you're born. They, in your DNA, and they can start cloning you from the time you're born. Lisa mentioned that she had to have a hysterectomy a while back. And she was worried because now they, the New World Order had her organs, and they might be able to spiritually attack her or clone her. And it was so frightening for me because knowing that I'm a Christian, knowing that I'm awake, knowing that I'm targeted, you know, and they now have my organs. In the view of Christian truthers, every institution is suspicious, even churches. So, so are you someone that goes to church now, or is that something that you no longer partake in? No, I don't partake in any church. I don't go. I, he's pulled me out of them. It's just, I can't even walk in them. I go in for a wedding, and I'm counting the minutes when I can get out. <laughs> Lisa considers herself a non-denominational Christian. She goes to church weekly, but... She wasn't bothered by the fact that Sherry didn't, because Lisa was also skeptical of her church. And mostly she said she just attended for the music. Like many Christian truthers, she is anti-institution, anti-establishment. And as far as religion goes, she's more focused on her personal spiritual practice. She talks a lot about her personal relationship with God. And I think it's important to note here that A lot of Christians talk about their personal relationship with God. That doesn't mean that they are truthers. What makes a Christian truther stand out is that they are also conspiracy theorists. They talk about being awake, questioning everything, doing the research. And I eventually started doing putting up websites, started revealing the things the Father was was teaching me, and started becoming uh, a watchman about the New World Order. Lisa and Sherry got along perfectly. Until Sherry brought up aliens. And he led me away from that particular branch and put me in the alien agenda. And that's where I've been since, since about 2001. And so, you know, for the last 16 years, uh, my whole focus has pretty much been on aliens and UFOs. Now, see, this is where you and I definitely differ on the alien, the alien part. Because to me, it's quite evident the reason that you're seeing those little lizard eyes in people or whatever, it's because they're demonically possessed, you know, and, and well, demons have bodies, but they don't manifest in people's bodies. They agreed that there are creatures with the ability to possess human bodies, but Sherry called them aliens. Lisa insisted they were demons. And this is an important distinction because demons are part of the accepted evangelical ideology. Aliens or not? Yeah, so we'll see. What we're dealing with is spirits and not not flesh and blood. And aliens are flesh and blood. And demons well, you're are dealing spirits. With different dimensions and, of beings. Lucifer creates races in space. He's a multidimensional being. He can't father people on Earth anymore, but he does in space. I go by the Bible. 
I go by reality. I deal with Lucifer all the time and his people. I deal with the White House. I deal with the Pentagon. Why do you think I'm on the black? Oh, yeah. Sherry and Liberty Lisa kept things relatively peaceful until Lisa opened the lines to calls from listeners. The Oregon Warriors were listening to the interview, and one of them called in to defend and promote Sherry. Uh, This is Beverly Nelson. She started by saying that everyone should read Sherry's new book, Interview with the Devil. Uh, Lisa, have you ever read that book yet? It's wonderful. Most of your questions that you've answered, that you've asked us tonight, it's on there. And it's a wonderful book. It's the best book I've ever read in my life. I've been a follower of Sherry Schreiner for a long time. I can tell you right now that she is the most high daughter. Everybody needs to listen to her on every Monday night. Not Don't miss a show. Beverly Nelson is one of the original Oregon Warriors. She was really close with Sherry, and from what I can tell, she acted as Sherry's fundraiser and promoter. And she wasn't afraid to get aggressive with her tactics. She posted on Facebook regularly, urging people to donate money to Sherry, threatening them by saying that if they didn't financially support Sherry, they would end up in hell. She even tagged the Oregon Warriors by name in these posts, publicly shaming them until they opened their wallets. I reached out to Beverly Nelson for this podcast, but she never replied. Because she'll, she'll tell you like it is, and she tells you the truth in all things, and she makes Oregon. And uh, that's one thing that we need on this earth right now. So I'm just letting you know that she's one heck of a, a warrior. She's one heck of a daughter. And she's our leader here on this earth right now. After Beverly hung up, Lisa seemed shocked by some of the things that she had said. But before she could address them, another listener called in. A regular on Lisa's show who goes by the name Renegade. How's everybody doing tonight? Oh, Renegade, what's up? Hey, how are you? How are you, sis? I'm doing great. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Chime in. I heard someone talk about organ, uh, organite or something like that. You don't need no crystals, magic crystals, to uh, be protected against the enemy. If you have a problem with crystals, you're going to have a problem with heaven because heaven's loaded with crystals. I have to agree with Renegade on that one. Uh, we don't need anything but the blood of Jesus. Renegade and Liberty Lisa push back on Sherry's promotion of Orgone as this spiritual weapon. Sherry was cornered, and she got angry. You know, you, 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 you couch-feeder Christians who are just waking up have a long way to go to the warfare level some of us are already at. The two main points that Lisa and Renegade attacked Sherry on were, one, her belief in aliens, and two, her belief in the spiritual power of orgone. But it was the orgone that really bothered them. I think you suckered a lot of people on your organite, whatever it's called, and you're making money off it. That's why you're pushing it. You made a lot of money off it. You're making money off of it. And it's not it's not an answer. It's not. Okay, she just she just dropped. Of course, because we just said she's making money off of it. Sherry got so upset that she just hung up. And then afterwards, more of Lisa's listeners called in to denounce Sherry's ideas as unchristian. In a world where you have a microchips implanted in your belly button at birth, and every time you have a surgery, you're afraid that the doctors are handing over parts of your body to the New World Order government, it's hard to imagine that anything could be too extreme to at least entertain. A magical rock doesn't seem that outlandish in comparison. But it is, because the idea that a crystal could have the same power as Jesus 
is blasphemy to Renegade and Liberty Lisa. In the world of a Christian truther, the only unshakable truth is the Bible. Anything and everything else can and should be questioned. But the cardinal rule is that you can never question the Bible. Sherry broke the only rule. So then after the show came out, what happened? You got into it with her supporters? She had several people who literally inboxed me and were threatening me. And there was also a lot of stories going on on her page and her blog about how, how I believe there was something about how I should be wiped off the face of the earth. Lisa said that considering the kind of show that she hosts, it's not actually that uncommon for her to get death threats. But her experience with Sherry was different. And a friend of mine, she said, Lisa, you're under demonic attack. You're going to be under demonic attack from this thing because those people are a sect of people where they kind of look up to her as a savior of sorts, willing to even discuss the death of other people. It's, it's a kind of a big deal. So um, at that time, I felt under spiritual attack. I did. Um, I, at first I thought, oh, no, it's nothing. It's just another show. It's no big deal. But I, I had some weird things happen over the next several weeks. Being spiritually attacked is kind of like being cursed. Lisa felt strongly that in the weeks after having Sherry on her show, the Oregon Warriors were targeting her in the spiritual realm. Just, uh, you know, the feeling of being... Um, you know, targeted and spied on. I remember having nightmares. Sometimes you might have weird things happen, like something just randomly falling off of a table. Or, And I remember thinking to myself, wow, like this was a hardcore attack. I've had a lot of people angry with me over the years and don't remember anything quite like that. I didn't even realize at the time she had such a following. I just thought it was just this individual with weird beliefs out there with a website. I didn't think there'd be that many people that found commonality with some of those outlandish beliefs. A few days after the show, Sherry came into some new information. She said Yah revealed to her that the truth train with Liberty Lisa wasn't just a radio show. It was actually a government misinformation op or a psyop aimed at discrediting Sherry and Oregon. Again, this was par for the course for Sherry. Someone criticized her, and then conveniently she claimed they were New World Order agents. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. 
LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. In the end, Sherry stopped referring to herself as a Christian. She just called herself a follower of the Most High God. Over the years, she had tried to join forces with existing organizations. First, it was Don Croft and his Orgone crowd. And then it was a variety of different Christian prophet groups. And then it was the Christian truthers. Sherry had some extreme and unusual beliefs that a lot of people didn't like. And Sherry was unwilling to compromise. But there was one place that she didn't need anyone else's permission to say or do whatever she wanted. And that was on Sherry Talk Radio and on her Facebook page and her YouTube page. And so what we are looking at is the possibility of something far more frightening than we've ever seen, which is the virtual cult. This is Reza Aslan. We heard from him last episode. He's a religious scholar, an author, a television and podcast host. And I spoke with Reza about the rise of the internet cult. Jim Jones had to physically gather his community around him in order to keep them from alternative uh, sources of knowledge. David Koresh had to physically gather his community to him, like lock them in place. What I think is just profoundly frightening is that we are entering a world now in which you don't need to physically gather a community anymore. That's just called the internet now. That's just social media now. Internet cult leaders don't have to physically trap their followers, which just means that they've figured out a way to mentally trap them. All they have to do is discredit the sources of information they don't want their followers to pay attention to. Another very important aspect of a virtual cult is that it allows people who would normally never voluntarily join an actual cult to become members of this kind of movement. A couple of decades ago, you would literally have to uproot yourself from your family and your community and physically go and join this group. Now, you can just be the same person that you are and that you've always been, but you're a cultist. Sherry's development as a cult leader was dependent on the internet. That's not to say she was tech savvy by any means. She built her websites using basic HTML coding that she learned in the early 2000s and They're pretty clunky and hard to navigate. But Sherry understood something critical. She knew the internet would help her find followers. The internet would help her connect with people who would believe in her supernatural ability to interpret the Bible codes. People who would believe in the power of the orgone that she sold. People who would believe in her. She wasn't finding those followers in the real world. So she used the internet. The internet has changed drastically the the efficacy of a cult, right? I mean, I truly believe that if Heaven's Gate 
existed today, it would be a global movement of individuals, all of them linked together through social media. The reason that Sherry Schreiner never met most of the Oregon Warriors in person was geographical. Arranging an in-person gathering would be complicated, expensive. Who even knows how often they could do it? But see, Sherry didn't need to meet them in person. She connected with them every single day, for hours, over the internet, and specifically through Facebook. Stephen Minio started his blog in 2009 in order to, quote, expose the New World Order, FEMA camps, the truth on 9-11, the coming martial law in America, the collapse of the U.S. economy, and more, end quote. He saw himself as this whistleblower and truth-teller, a reporter who would give you the real news. He was deep in the conspiracy theory spaces, and he had already been listening to Sherry Talk Radio for years and following the information on her websites. And then, in 2010, he saw her name pop up on Facebook, and he sent her a friend request. They soon became close friends online. This is Sherry talking about Stephen. Steve was a night owl. He'd be up all night. Me and him would chat about stuff during the night. Because uh, we kept the same kind of hours. He slept all day and stayed up all night. Another Oregon warrior confirmed that, yes, oftentimes, late at night, after everyone else had logged off and gone to bed, Stephen and Sherry would still be on the Facebook private chat, messaging each other. Sometimes they would stay up all night chatting. Stephen grew up in New Jersey, and after 9-11, that's when he started getting deep into conspiracy theories, and he became obsessed with the idea of moving to a rural area. He wanted a safe place for what he thought was the inevitable economic and societal collapse of America. And it was Sherry Schreiner who first told him about the Pocono Mountains on the eastern edge of Pennsylvania. I was talking about safe areas one time, when crap hits the fan, when safe areas to live in, and I'd mentioned the Pocono Mountains. And then from that point on, that was his dream to go to the Poconos. And in the beginning of 2017, Stephen made his dream happen with Barbara Rogers. They moved into a studio apartment in the Poconos, but Stephen had hopes that in a short period of time, they'd be able to actually get a house there. This is part of a recording that Stephen made and put on his YouTube page, but it's since been taken down. And I told Sherry that when me and Barbara move, because we're, we're moving to a bigger area, like a bigger house, like another house, right? But we're going to try to do it with no utilities and stuff. We're going to make an Oregon Henge. But yeah, we're going to be the first one to PA to make an Oregon Henge. An Oregon Henge is like a field of Oregon pipes, named after Stonehenge. Stephen's dream was to move to an even more remote part of the Poconos and then surround their house with fields of Oregon. The dream would never come true. Because only a few months later, everything changed including a death threat with a photo of the front of their apartment that scared Stephen so much that he called 911. This woman, I was supporting this woman for 14 years. When I learned the truth about what she did to me, it was so bad. We should help prevent that from happening to any other people. That mental torture. Didn't some woman kill herself one time? The Kelly girl? I don't know. This is the first time that I know of that Stephen admitted that Kelly may not have been murdered, but that she killed herself. But even in this recording, he seemed unsure about what exactly to believe. 
14 years is a really long time to follow someone and believe everything they say. Eventually, Stephen would come to a place where he would wage his own war against Sherry and the Oregon Warriors, a war that he was always destined to lose. Because Sherry Schreiner had found her followers, she had established herself as the leader of the Oregon Warriors and the one mouthpiece of God on Earth. And there was no way she was going to let anyone, not anyone, take that away from her. Don't come against me, folks. You, you will die. Fair warning. I've said it before. I'm not going to play nice. People come against me. They want to hurt me. They're going to die. I'm not going to play around. A pattern started to emerge with the Oregon Warriors. They would go after anyone who they perceived was threatening their queen, Sherry Schreiner. After all, they considered themselves warriors, and what do warriors do best? They fight. And they justified the trolling and the death threats in this way. If a person is actually an agent of the devil, then they were doing Yah's work by fighting that person. If Liberty Lisa's show was actually a New World Order operation aimed at taking Sherry down, then the organ warriors were doing Yah's work by trolling Lisa online and spiritually attacking her. It's the same reasoning they used when they trolled Kelly Pingilly's friends and family. If you believe that the devil's agents are ready to infiltrate at any moment, then you are always in fight mode, always ready to attack, to accuse someone of being a witch, a reptile, a spy. But what happens when you are one of the Oregon warriors, and then suddenly your own army turns against you? Next time on The Opportunist. Y'all think I'm in hell? Y'all think I'm a clone? Let me show y'all something. Look at my damn eyes. You see my eyes? Look, I'm not a damn clone and I ain't in hell. I never went up against anybody. I never went up against Sherry. I never went up against anybody. So you know what? Now you see my face. I know it's hard. I know it's hard. I've been supporting her for 14 years. You realize how fucked up this is? What she did to us? You know, I, I see in the Bible code tell her I'm choosy. <laughs> Choosy. Choose. Choose my friends wisely. Choose those that allow to get close to me wisely. Opportunist is a cast original podcast. It's produced by myself and Kate Mays. Editing, sound design, mixing, and mastering by Matt Sewell. Colin Thompson is our executive producer, music editor, and supervisor. Story development help from Jennifer Cron. Our podcast art is by Coat of Arms. The Opportunist is written by me, Hannah Smith. Original script and some interviews by Tony Rousseau. Thank you to everyone at Cast Media for your feedback and support. And the love that once mattered doesn't matter anymore. Someday when someone says to you, darling, you and I are through, you'll 
up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.